morning, good afternoon, and good night, and welcome to the Amateur Otaku Podcast, your quintessential anime podcast for those that are starting out in the anime world and those that love anime dearly. This is your one-stop show. How you guys doing out there? My name is Brandon Alvarado, the Scarlet Fan here. I'm really excited to talk anime with you guys, and as always, I am accompanied by the one, the only, the man, Doug Isaac. What's up, man? Roar. So you, let me ask you this: uh, that roar it sounded like a lion, but if you were anyone in the world that we're about to dive in, I would assume you're a cat. You're not a lion. Wolf. Did you just... Are you a cat wolf? Okay. Do you, are you, oh, wait. Are you trying to tell me you're a chimera? I don't think chimeras exist in this world. I think you're mixing worlds up, sir. Wow. Wow. And that was a crow. Okay. So, just it, so you guys it's, know... That... It's great here. I'm just... <laughs> I'm just messing with it. <laughs> I was actually about to tell our listeners that for the rest of the conversation, I was going to be talking deep philosophical thoughts, and you'd be translating them in different kinds of animal speak. I mean, it was going to be a hell of a episode. Yeah. <laughs> so we are about to talk about an amazing anime that Isaac found out for us. And uh, it's actually on Netflix. Uh, we're trying to look into a lot of Netflix's offerings and animes because Netflix has been acquired a lot of licenses for different anime properties um, where you can only find them there in the U.S. And also you can find them in Sweden for a lot of interesting um, anime properties. And this particular anime, um, I saw glimpses like the little taste that you get whenever you hover over the icon on your Netflix app. Um, and it looked weird. It looked interesting. Um, but Isaac told me that we needed to cover for the show. And I'm really happy that I did. Um, it is the show called Beastars. Um, it's about animals that are human-like and how that society works. And it's all about teenagers and there's blood there's sex there's drugs it's it's a very interesting mature take on on uh, uh on fantasy and coming of age and i love the show um unlike bojack horseman on netflix which is more of a nihilistic comedy show b stars is a very um, good slice of life anime, I would say. It's just me. The cast is just simply made out of animals, and and how that factors in the the entire um, dynamic of each character's interactions. And I don't know, it was it was awesome. Um, Isaac, was your first encounter with B Stars manga? Was it a trailer or was it Netflix? How did you find out of B Stars? Randomly uh, found it on Netflix, honestly. Never heard of it before. It was Landon? No, I just... Uh, oh, okay. Oh, you were just scrolling around? And did you find the first episode, or did it simply just look interesting to you? Looks interesting. Yeah. This is one of those good catches. Um, sometimes, like, sometimes looking stuff on Netflix is like a... It's like a double-edged sword, but this one's like this one. This one actually slides the meat to the right away. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, yeah. Like, like a good a... pizza on a shish kebab kebab uh, sandwich on a hamburger. I I think we're both failing on the puns today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, Isaac, how about we jump right into it? Um, I'm gonna read a quick a quick little description summary of the show and then we'll jump into Beastars and talk about how awesome this show is. Ready? Yeah. Okay, here we go. In a world of anthropomorphic animals, Legoshi, a gray wolf and junior at Cherryton High School, maneuvers the complexities of social politics, love, and instincts 
as he discovers the biological differences of herbivores and carnivores in his own flesh. Can these species truly live beyond the relationships of hunter and prey? Should one's instincts be a person's psychological drive, or can a wolf really fall in love with a rabbit? These are only but some of the brilliant and smart themes that are explored in Netflix's new anime, Beastars, based on the manga of the same name by Paro Itagaki. So, I was doing a little bit of research on on this anime, and apparently this is like a hit manga right now. Um, it's still ongoing. It has a total of 18 volumes as of April 8th of this month. Um, this first season that Netflix has given us which is 12 episodes long, um, pretty much captures the first five volumes of the manga. So we still have plenty of, of manga left to watch. And we all know that it was already announced. Um, um, I think it's like a post credit scene right at the end of the last episode. They've already announced a season two. So I wouldn't be surprised if the next season is going to be another five chapters. Um, but yeah, this is the kind of show that I, I binged it in one night, Isaac. Like, I started watching it one night after work, and four hours later, I was done. Um, but I enjoyed every minute of it. What a great show. Um, I was not expecting this to be this. This feels like an indie movie. It's like a, it's like a melodramatic, slow-paced story. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, it kind of feels, I mean, it's not as, a, as loose and comedic as, for example, um, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. But it has that groove of lightness to it. Um, but whenever it gets to the nitty-gritty, like to the main dramatic moments, it, it has so much weight. I mean, the voice acting is phenomenal. The animation, can we talk about the animation? Um, I, was, I, I, I don't think I've really seen such a good blend of CG and hand-drawn animation. I think this is some of the best that I've seen. I feel like I was watching a very, very good um, anime video game, but of higher quality. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Like, most of them, like, most of the animes that we see nowadays are hand-drawn, but they're digitally hand-drawn. This was legit CG, but it didn't look stiff. It looked very... I mean, it didn't look stiff. It looked very fluid. The colors were beautiful. Um, like, the backgrounds. Um, there was no shadows, like, around the figures. Um, you can you can see that each of the characters have very distinct features. Um, and I like how... I was seeing I was looking at a couple of stills from the manga. I think it's a very faithful adaptation of of the drawing style too, especially the way the the, the, the characters look. Um, but yeah, the animation was good. I, I it was actually a lot I think this is the best CG animation I've seen, at least on Netflix. Because you know you've seen you've seen like stuff like like Knights of Sidonia and like the Saint Seiya I hate. And then you have like the whole thing with the Pokemon that we already discussed. Like those are bad examples of CG anime, in my opinion. Um, this is like the the better of the CG animated shows Berserk, that I've seen. Berserk, the reboot. Ugh. Yeah. But see, that one, I don't have that much trouble with the way CG was used. I hate how slow and sluggish it feels. That's what I don't like about it. You know what I mean? Because Berserk is one of those, like, supposed to be raw, intense, and you can't capture any of that when everything moves so slow. You know what I mean? Like, this one feel like it had volatility when it needed to. It was simple when it needed to. It, I don't know. It's it, it was the right choice. That studio that did this, I, I don't know what the studio was. Let me see if I can find out who was the studio that worked on this. Um... Let me see. Orange. I've never heard of that studio. Have you ever heard of that studio before? Nope. That's the name oh, of the studio? Wait, wait, wait. 
Wait, wait, wait. Wait just a second. Did you say Studio Orange? Dude, they did Star Fox Zero, bro. The and battle Bla- begins. Black Bullet? Yes. Wow. That's... See, just the fact that I had that reference for um, for um, Star Fox Zero, that's... To me, that's legit. Like, like Star Fox Zero, that's... Like, we've talked about it before on the pod, especially when we talked about... Um, I think it was when we talk about when we talk video games with the bread back in season one. Um, if you guys want to check that out, it's season one, episode six. Um, I believe it was. Um, we talked about the the anime CG anime that they did for Star Fox Zero, which is superb. Um, but yeah, wow, man, this is like they've done a couple of other things. Now I want to go check other stuff that they've done. Like I, I was looking, I was looking at the Wikipedia page. And they've done. I don't know if you've heard of any of these. Yeah, I've they heard. I heard of uh, Norm Nine, uh, Gengaki Jose, uh, Active Raid. I've heard of these. Yeah. Nice. Pretty good. I haven't seen uh, any other Black than Black Bullet. How's Black Bullet? Pretty good. Nice. And the, is the animation like the same CG style? Uh, mm, no. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Not really. As far as I remember, I haven't, I ha- I haven't seen it in a while. Okay. Oh, so Black Bull is more of an older one? Yeah. So that means they've been, they've been around for a while. Maybe this is one of their newer ones. I mean, it's, I can tell this is the most recent one they've done. Um, but yeah, man, the animation is superb. I, I really liked it. Um, <clears throat> I like how they captured very, very well the different dimensions of all the characters. Like when you see, even though of course these are anthropomorphic, so they're they're not these animals don't really look like this, but these are animals that have been giving human-like bodies, right? So like all the carnivores are like super beefed up and tall. Um, all the herbivores tend to be smaller and meek. Um, especially when you see the big difference between Haru, which is our, I don't want to, part of me wants to say the heroine, but she's a, you know, there should be a different, <laughs> she's, she's the lady of the story because she's not a damsel in distress either. She's the lady of the story. Um, and you can see her beside Legoshi and you see how the difference in size is so dramatic. And, and I like, I like how they played with, um, dimensions the way they did a lot of storytelling with just pictures. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like it wasn't just them talking about it. They, they were very clever with the exposition. And a lot of moments felt directly like from an anime panel. Like, especially when Legoshi is, like, freaking out. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I, think, I think this does very well. Like, this is a very manga-heavy anime, I think. Because you know how some animes... They do the ad, they do the anime adaptation, but it feels just like a show. It doesn't feel like it tries to capture some of the comedic or magic elements that you find in the book. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the stills of people driving themselves crazy. Like for example, one of the like one of the ultimates that does this in my in my taste is Fully Cooley. Especially those moments when when <laughs> When uh when the pink girl it goes in in the first season the first series, and you see f- like ten minute a uh, five minutes of them just talking and all you see is manga panels and everyone's freaking out, <laughs> and like the, the characters are discussing why is this in manga, um, <clears throat> but yeah this this show does a very good job of taking things that work as a manga format but they translate it. Um, to the show, and I don't know, it's it's a lot richer for it. Um, also, is there any... Go ahead. Also, uh, no, on, off the topic, I forgot to mention it, but Fujivara uh, 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 died recently, and uh, in, in, uh, I believe it was cancer, and I think we should all say, uh, may he rest in peace. He's the, he's, he's the Japanese voice of uh, what's uh, the cold blood uh, the, the killer in uh, Bakano or 
the oh have you seen seen my daughter she's so cute she's so cute uh, that I uh, by one of the homunculus in the Full Metal Alchemist and I do believe he's the stepfather in uh, uh, Blue Exorcist also and he's the oh, wow. doctor in uh, Hunter x Hunter among other things rest in peace bro yeah rest in peace rest in peace thanks for bringing that up those other kind of things that we definitely want to tribute to those guys rest in peace guys because an anime is just as good as their voice actors and I can tell based on the pedigree that you just shared with us he was a phenomenal one yeah So, so rest in peace my brother Anything else that you want to add in regards to the animation? It's a, it's it's rather stylistic and very. I can't recall if you said uh, said it, but it's sort of like if Cube and the Two Strings was made by 3D animation. Yes. You get what I'm saying? Yes. It's like it's like that um I think stop still is what they call it, right? Yeah. It's like that stop still animation was given an anime shower. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I can definitely see that. Because when you see Kubo like movies like Kubo and the and the two strings, Coraline like they they've done a very good job of moving beyond the the movement limitations of stop still like they like the movements feel like you you no longer feel or think that this is something that stop still because there's a lot there's a lot smoother movements nowadays um because of the incorporation of cg and i think that was the best way that i could yeah man i think you nailed that on the head man it is Stop still anime. I think we just broke a new ground. I feel like we broke a... Okay, I think you probably just broke my brain. And that's why I'm not saying anything. That's just, <laughs> uh, just like, uh, um, like when I made you, you watch Fire Emblem anime. Okay, can we not... Isaac, you said you would behave. But Landon... <laughs> <laughs> ah. Listeners, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry I couldn't stop the madness. Um, okay, so <laughs> yeah, the animation is awesome and it's it is stop still anime and it's beautiful. Um let's talk about the characters. Let's talk about the characters. So so we got a couple of characters that are very interesting. I mean it's it's a it's the place, of course. Let's let's start by the fact that this could be considered. Well, it's not a shonen anime because it's not like fantasy beating monsters or kids, but it it does have the shonen element. The fact that it takes place in high school, but I don't would I don't want to say it's a shonen anime because it is a mature show. Like this is not for kids. This yeah. is for young adults or or, or adults. Um, it's not intended for young audiences. Um, so it's more of a slice of life kind of thing with fantastical elements because, of course, you have – instead of people, you have animals with human-like bodies. Um, so you have a very mixed group of characters. Um, you have all kinds of species of animals. Um, and then you have your main characters, right? So you have Legoshi, which is a gray wolf, 17. He's a junior in Sheraton High School. Um, uh, cool tidbit. I was reading um, some information on this. As soon as I finished the show, I was reading some information on the author and his inspiration for Beastars. And did you know that the inspiration for Legoshi was Bela Lugosi, the old-timey fashion actor that was like very big in like Ed Wood's films and stuff like that? I did. Be- I don't Would know you... that uh, who that actor is, honestly. 
So, so Bill Lugosi is like this very famous actor from like the fifties or whatever, um, and he did like a couple of roles where he's like this very lethargic person or whatever, or kind of um, creature or whatever. And and you can definitely, if you know who Bill Lugosi is, and you see the name Legoshi, and you see how he is, this very because you can tell that it's not the Legoshi's depressed. He's just this very mellow dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I have no idea who it is. Yeah, so um, I'll, I'll send you a link later. But um, if anybody knows Bella Lugosi, is, that's pretty much the inspiration for Legoshi, which is why the name is Legoshi. Um, so you have Legoshi. So he's a gray wolf. Um, he's lived in a society where um, the big divide, of course, is between carnivores and herbivores. Um, carniv- um, eating meat is a taboo. Um, because everybody knows if the society is based on carnivores and herbivores and carnivores end up eating herbivores, then there's no peace. There's no society. It's just madness run wild like it is, of course, in the wild or in the real world between animals. It's just it's just hunter prey. And that's pretty much it. But they have evolved. They have these human like qualities and like. Like pretty much all the carnivores eat in the school at least, eat this soy equivalent. They eat eggs and stuff like that. That's how they keep the nourishment. Um, But he's never tasted meat. He enjoys spending time with other people. Um, But he has a very interesting battle with himself that he encounters. And the the big thing that's interesting is for us... And I'm going to say this in the most <laughs> tamed way as possible to not go full explicit on this. Um, but he wants, to I... do, he wants to do a bunny. That's oh, okay. See, I'm not trying to. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So this just became explicit. So let's talk about sex. Hey, um, t- hey I, I said do a bunny. <laughs> that could mean that he wants to bake a chocolate bunny or something like that. Isaac, he wants to have sex with a bunny. Okay, let's let's just. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay it's cut, a... cut, 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 cut. <laughs> he wants to enter a relationship with a bunny. Let's let's do this. I think this is the kind of. I think we should be okay with talking. I think this is a show that should be explicit. This episode should be explicit, not because we're going to be cursing, but it is a mature show, so we can't. I think if we put, if we don't treat this episode as explicit and we have other people look at it, they're going to think this is an okay show for kids. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So let's just talk about it explicitly. And if we're going to talk about it, just chuck, okay? We can think it makes sense. Because if not, we won't be able to talk about it freely. And that's not what the show is. Okay, so cut, 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 cut. So yes, Isaac, you're right. He wants to do a bunny. <laughs> so, so it, it, I think the best. I think what my my friend Isaac wants to say is that. Okay. Yes, Isaac, he wants to do a bunny, but, but what I was trying to say, Isaac, is that when a young man gets to a certain age. He starts developing physical impulses. Yes, he gets erections and things happen and, you know, hormones and he wants to have sex and he starts sticking things into walls or pies in some movies. Um, And that's the normal thing for a teenager. But what makes it so interesting for the show and for Legoshi is that he's a wolf, right? So for him, it's not just that he has a physical impulse to to procreate or to whatever is that his instincts wake up when he smells this certain animal that smells good and his instincts to devour flesh come alive and i think this is fascinating because that's how they differentiate these characters, or at least his character, from all other coming-of-age stories. Um, And similarly, we've probably seen movies and shows 
where you have a vampire that was just turned, but he doesn't want to drink blood. You know what I mean? And like he wants to be the good vampire. But this is different because it feels more raw and because he's an animal, you can kind of accept more the ferociousness. Does that make sense? Like, like, which I find is so interesting and so brilliant because when you see a vampire wanting to drink blood, it's like you, you, there's no way that you're not looking at him like a monster. There's a definite, there's a definite separation between that's a monster. I'm a regular human being. And there's very little room for understanding unless you're looking beyond the fact that it's fiction and blah, blah. But he's an animal. So we're seeing him as an animal. So we can kind of understand in a deeper level what's going on there. Or, or because he's dealing with something that we've never dealt with. But we can understand that it's normal for him. And the fact that he's repress, suppressing all that um, ever since he encountered that um, is very fascinating. And the fact that that mixed with his mellow attitude and then him discovering that he's kind of having feelings. Because all this started with feelings for this rabbit. Because it all started when he encounters Haru, which is the bun- the dwarf bunny that we find, right? Which is the female... Yeah the female object of prey or object of love. And I find it, I found it so interesting. That story of him figuring out, do I feel attracted to this bunny because I want to eat her? Or do I feel attracted because I'm in love with her? And that was so fascinating. I was not expecting, like you kind of see it in the trailer, but I wasn't expecting that they were going to flesh this love story or discovery out in a way that that was so interesting i don't know it was it was fascinating to me um by the way let's uh, before we continue about this i need to ask you something uh, my memory maybe maybe serves me wrong or something but uh, you know in the first episode we see someone hunt down uh, uh, one of the students, and one of the big things is that this student has been consumed, so to speak. Right. Yeah. Do Do we ever know who th- that person is? No. And you know what's interesting? You know what's even more interesting about that? Is that throughout the scene, that's the thing, good thing you brought that up. In the first episode, like the first five minutes is, or I would say three minutes, is literally a an alpaca being hunted down an alpaca student being hunted down by maybe another student that devours him so which is a big taboo but it happens but you can tell that everybody freaks out about the news and like it's like it's like someone of color and I don't want to say this in a I don't want to say this in a very um, distasteful matter in any way, but you can see the divide and the tension, just like you probably see between people of 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 people that are Caucasian and people that are African American. Um, when atrocities occur between these two groups, you're 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 shown to follow the carnivores and the herbivores and how those social relationships become tattered because of this student that was devoured. But the interesting thing is, didn't you notice that everybody's freaking out for two minutes and then everything goes back to normal? Yeah. So, so it's like, it's taboo. It's, it happens. It's like the equivalent of murder in this world. But it's not something that breaks the world. It's something that we know it happens from time to time. People deal with it. Um, but you're right. We never find out who it is. But that being said, and by the way, this is going to be a slightly spoilerly episode. So I'm going to spoil something in five, four, three, two. If you're sold yet, this is a spoiler. Three. At the end of the final episode we do see a glimpse from the eyes of the attacker. But we're never shown who the attacker is. Are you sure it's from the attacker? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, because you can tell. Well, you can you can tell that is the attacker because the eyes or the way the vision looks. It looks like someone that's looking for flesh or someone that has been charged up with blood or whatever. Because like one of the things that they explore also is when they have the whole thing with Bill the Tiger and the um and the rabbit blood. Okay. Yeah. That that pretty much blood acts like a like a like a drug item, like a drug in the body of the carnivore. And it changes his outlook and whatever. Just like Legoshi, whenever his instincts kicked in, he got his eyes red and he saw the world differently. You kind of see that same no. thing. But the character that's ferocious or that's looking through the carnivore's eyes is looking at Legoshi. So we know it's not Legoshi. Because that's yeah. the biggest thing. In the beginning, we kind of think it's him. Like we kind of think that Legoshi is the one that ate the alpaca to a degree. But then you kind of find out that it's that it couldn't be him, and then at the end of the season, you find out that it was definitely not him. Okay, so. because it, honestly, for some reason, I actually thought that is she doing some form of uh, race uh, change so they can be together? Uh. I I don't know, I don't know. But that's the thing, though. That but that's the whole magic of the show. It's about finding a way. For them to be together, in spite of the difference in species and and instincts and all that stuff, I think if if something happens to Haru and Haru becomes a wolf or something, it loses the the charm of the show. Does that make sense? Yeah, but you get my point. Yes, yes. Like like maybe Haru became a wolf and that's how they got together, or whatever, or something like that. I have a theory though. Okay. What if what if so the last time that we saw Rui, which Rui is like Mr. Popular, right? Um with the beautiful antlers, um we we find him at the end in in the, the literally <laughs> that's funny. Literally in the lion's den. But he kills the headline, right? Yeah. I have a the I have, for some reason I have a feeling that Rui does not get devoured by the lions, but he actually kills the lions and eats them. So he starts developing carnivores, carnivoric tendencies. Hmm. Which is why the character that we saw, I mean, even though we technically see that the character that's looking at Legoshi is taller than him, so we can't really say because Rui was a little bit smaller than Legoshi. But what if I don't know, man? Because I don't want to. I, I don't want to accept that Rui did die. Because we, all we see in the newspapers at the end is that he's missing, but we don't see that he dies. So, um, but yeah, Legoshi is a great lead character. Um, uh, do you want to talk about Haru or Rui first? Uh, your choice, my friend. Let's talk about Rui. So, Rui, like, the correct translation is supposed to be Louis. Like, Louis III, like, the royal Louis or whatever. Um, what an interesting character. Um, I, I like that he wasn't... I mean... Paru Itagaki knows how to write characters very, very well because I like how in the beginning of the show, Rui, we kind of see Rui first as everybody else sees him as the top student, the perfect one. Like we first see him as that, right? And I don't know you, but I hated him the first time I saw him. Likewise. But then you find out that he has so many layers and like they go really into his psyche and how he thinks and how he like like this is a character study like every character that you meet you really dive into their psychology and what influences them and then when you find out his story that is so tragic um and it's like like with 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 legoshi you have the whole debacle of instinct versus love um and and finding your place in the world. Like, is there a play with Legoshi? Is like, does a carnivore that does not want to eat 
herbivores, but wants to love them. Is there a place for him in this world? Rui is like the opposite. I want to be as strong as a carnivore. Is there a place for me? Or will I always be prey? Will I always um, what? And then that's why he exerts power. That's why he's always acting as the most powerful person in the room. Um, but then you kind of see him struggle. And I don't know, man. I what an interesting character. Like I, I he became one of the, my favorite characters. I and and I think when a show is able to show you, is able to present to you a character that you hate in the beginning. The love towards the end, I think the show has done a good job. <laughs> yeah, I can agree on that one. Definitely. Um, what did you like the most about Rui? It just you can understand you can understand his uh, point of view, so to speak. Yeah, and, and and what I like about it is that you kind of figure out throughout the whole thing. That he's not really a bad guy. Like he's simply being, he's simply been through the ringer, fighting for his life since he was a kid. Yeah. Um. But he's like he does have, he does want to do right things. He does want to do things for himself, but also for the good of, like him becoming a beast star, which I think is a good time to talk about that concept. Him being a beast star, which is the biggest title in the beast world, right? Where you are respected, where you are giving platitudes. It's like the biggest honor you can receive in a peaceful world. But then um, that's what he wants to be, to garner attention, to have more power, and to help other people. But then he finds out that becoming a beast star means that you have to live with the dark elements of this world, which he come, which he came out of, um, and he's not happy with that. Like he's not willing to compromise his character to a degree. And uh, I don't know, man. It's 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 fa- it's a fascinating. I think to a degree, his character in some aspects, he's even more fascinating than Legoshi, to a degree. Um, yeah. But Legoshi is just more likable. So I just. I don't know. I kind of see a little bit of myself in Legoshi. I wouldn't see myself in Rui, but Rui was such a great character. Um, but yeah, what a great show. What a great show. Is it weird to say that I... This will come off wrong if I... But... Is it weird to say that I actually know... Uh, I have met people like her so to speak. You mean like Haru the Bunny? Yeah, I have uh, met people li- uh, like her. I am not surprised because, I mean, it's there's it's, always yeah. going to be someone that reminds you of these characters, but but I get what you mean. You mean in regards to in regards to her relationship with sex or sexuality, you mean? Insecure and all that, chance. Yeah. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, that's believable. I mean, I think I think her character. I mean, all the characters in the show have a very, very real um, basis in the world, in the real world. Like you can tell that these are they feel real characters. Like you can easily make this a TV show with the same seriousness and same ideas. Just change the fact animals to humans, and it works perfectly. Like the idea that it's an anime, it's about animals, brings it a different dimension, and and allows you to explore, like her case in particular, um, the way she talks about her conflict with sex and her relationship with how she always felt that she needed to be protected, that she never felt as an equal to other people. Um, you can tell that even there's even a lot of guys that feel that way. You know what I mean? Um, with different things. And yeah, man, I, I, I believe you. I believe you, man. I think, I think I'd like how, I think that the way they explore the idea of this young woman 
that finds this solace in sex in the sense of it's the only place where she feels as an equal to her partner is the only place where she's not treated where she's treated as a woman and not as a weakling so she feels like someone with power um i think it was handled in a very tasteful way which is what i respect the most about the show does that make sense like nothing feels exploitative yeah. does that make sense like it doesn't feel like it wasn't like the the way they explore sex in this whole show not just her is never done in a way of like you're not watching this because of that it is just it, it is explored as what sex is sex is an element of life that where 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 humans express each other and animals express each other so the way the fact that this factors into a story the way it does uh, was, was very interesting um like to think that the only way that she felt that she could identify in a way of value with other people was through sex which is why she so quickly takes all her clothes off in front of Legoshi when she kind of meets him quote unquote for the first time but which is why I found so enchanting towards the end of the series how she comes around to Legoshi because Legoshi technically is the first guy that makes her feel the way she feels with other people with sex without it does that make sense yeah like she feels she she learns that she can be valued beyond being a sexual object like she has value as a woman not because she has not because of her sexuality but because she is a person she's a human she has values she has charm she has other qualities that are interesting um and which is why it's heartbreaking that when they actually try to be together her instincts kick in which is so in which is which is fascinating because in the beginning is the whole thing of legoshi trying to to find out whether or not he can love this bunny or just eat her and then he finally gets over that hurdle because he finds that his love for haru is bigger than his instincts and then when Haru discovers that she does have feelings for Legoshi, now she has to deal with her instincts, which are to cower and to allow herself to be devoured. And let's talk about how crazy that is. Like, you have animals that have built-in self-defense mechanisms, right? Yeah. That they either hide or they camouflage. But then you have a lot of herbivores that all they do is run. But they run and they know that if they stop or they stumble, they're just going to get eaten and they're just going to sit there. And like rabbits is one of those. And I love how they capture that in this show. Like, like when she puts her arm around and she says, I can't control myself. My instinct is telling me to just jump into your mouth. That was like stunning. Like, my jaw dropped. Apart from all the bounce you bat one in the beginning, but that, but my, <laughs> but my jaw dropped because I was like, wow, man. Like, this is a show that continually surprises your expectations and surprises you with the reality of it, the, the, the raw of the material. Um, oh, man, it's so good. <laughs> Absolutely. If my if if someone argued that it uh, come off that some uh, you might argue that it come off that somewhat repetitive in its in its um, how should I put it? If someone said that the dialogue was too, a bit too on the nose for them, I can completely understand that, but. Uh, and so for general product, I actually think it works. Right. Because that's the thing. When you come to think about it, yeah. how, how 
it's on the nose if you're talking about humans. I don't think we often see animals portraying humans in this way that often. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so this kind of discussion, even though it's quote-unquote on the nose, still feels fresh from my end. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if people argue that, but at the same time, why I, I still like it. It works perfectly well. I agree with, I agree with you 100%. I can 100%. understand if people do find it too much on the nose. Yeah, that that I can uh, that uh, might probably be the biggest issue with it that I can see see people being turned off by it due to its dialogue. Yeah, but I would even say it has enough originality. Yeah, I'm not arguing that. Yeah, I'm not arguing that. I'm just uh, sitting here thinking, what would an av uh, regular uh, uh, anime fan or something uh, someone that just search for or something new in general would think and um, that's pr- probably the only negative in, uh, in quotation mark that I can see about this show I think that no, in no, that no. case yeah I think in that case I would like to ask you it wasn't an issue for me did it become an issue for you in some degree um uh, no, it did not. But I'm just—I was just sitting there thinking for myself: Is could I see someone be there? Yeah. And there was uh, there was a part of the series that I you said, yeah, I could see someone be that. Because it's—I was trying to see from uh, someone else potential potential. Uh, point of view uh, that's not mine just for the sake of giving them the best problem, uh, uh, the best constructive criticism of the part of the, uh, on the subject matter um, considering this is kind of a review yeah uh, so that was something that was in the back of my mind while I watched it I got you I got you yeah it's, it's perfectly valid um, so how about we wrap up um, um, our discussion on Beastars, um, talking about, because there's a lot of other characters, but I think Haru, Rui, and Legoshi are, of course, the more interesting ones. Um, and then you have the panda. I forgot the name of the panda. That guy was badass. <laughs> He's like freaking, for some reason, if if there was an, a live action version of Beastars, I would have Bruce Willis play the panda doctor. <laughs> Like, he's the guy that's, like, seen too much action. <laughs> but I think he was a great addition, um, apart from the fact that he gave Lego Chi bunny porn. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but, but, but another great delight of this show, <laughs> bunny porn. You mean um, going, going, the panda. Yeah. yeah. Um, but um, let's talk about our expectations for season two. Um, do you have something in particular that you're really looking forward to on season two? Um, do, you know. have, do you have I anything? Know. I don't know what to looking forward to because because I don't really know how to look at it. Because the, this show can go anywhere and anything, so to speak. Well, based based on the things that were left finished like like for example in my case what i'm really looking forward to seeing is the continued development of the feud between haru and lucia is it the name of the wolf the 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 female wolf um the one that wants to get lego she's babies forever and ever amen yeah um juno uh, juno yeah like 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 i want to see the intensity of 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 that particular um, debacle, because, for example, in in the case of in the case of Legoshi, he was able to overcome his instincts and love Haru, 
I wonder if it's going to be a situation where Juno, because she wants Legoshi, her instincts are going to take over and she's going to try to harm Haru. Yeah. Like, because, for example, you can you can say that it's going to become like a Mean Girls kind of feud kind of thing. But then when the animal thing kicks in, it's going to be another different thing. So I, I don't know. I find it very, I find it very interesting. Um, and no, Isaac, I'm not expecting to see what other porn Gohan gives Legoshi. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm good with the bunny. So, um, that's what. I- oh my! <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not no. promoting. I'm not promoting anything like that. They never showed anything on the show. I was kind of disappointed. So, <laughs> but yeah, the interaction between oh Juno, oh the interaction my. between Juno and Haru is the one that I'm, I, I'm really interested to see what what happens in season two, and how that changes their interaction with Legoshi and stuff like that. Uh, and of course, Legoshi's relationship with Haru. Um, Let's see where that goes. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Season two has already been announced. Um, let me see. Maybe, maybe know something about who was uh, the killer in the beginning. Yes, I think that's going to be a big reveal and it's going to be exciting. So I was actually looking into reading the manga. Like I was hoping to read the manga very soon. But in the US, they've only released the first five volumes. So you can't really get the other ones in English. Like, you can only find them in, in, in Japanese, probably. Which I don't know how to read Japanese. Um, and learn it. Isaac, don't tempt me now. I still have to read One Piece. Um, then learn uh, Japanese so you can lear- read, uh, learn uh, <laughs> Japanese through One Piece. I'm actually reading... I'm almost done reading the entire... Well, not the entire. But <laughs> I'm almost done catching up with My Hero Academia. Like, I'm like 10 chapters away from being completely caught up with the manga, and I'm so happy that I read it, and my mind is melting as I'm talking. (laughs) Mm. This whole Endeavor arc is just fascinating. Um, But Isaac, can you believe it? We got a customer, not a customer, what am I talking about? (laughs) But Isaac, can you believe it? We got a listener post. They send us something on Twitter. Yes, and also, before we're going to beep to the bop to the boop, I I want to mention something. Yeah. I want to mention something. If you're interested in... For those that want to watch... If you like to watch Pokemon, there is a short series that they are doing right now that is far superior than the anime, if to be quite frank. And that that short series is called Twilight Wings, which they are up, yeah, right now there are three episodes in on the official YouTube channel. Which honestly is just amazing. The, the the episodes is like about six to seven minutes long. Uh, sorry, a bit over six minutes, but yeah. You said Twilight Wings. Yeah. And is that like a like an original show, or is that like based on Pokemon? It's an original show based on Pokemon set in the recent region oh the animation looks phenomenal is this official by pokemon company yep dude that looks that animation looks dope i'm actually gonna watch this after the episode nice okay great recommendation dude pretty awesome um so you ready to jump into that listener tweet sir yeah. So we received a tweet from our good friend at Novus Cinephile, Mike Thomas from Wolbam. What is up, Mike? 
So he sends us this report from the Observer, which to me it's like freaking bonkers crazy. But apparently Netflix is already planning a season two for Cowboy Bebop. And I don't know what to say about that. I mean, I'm not surprised. Like, I think Netflix greenlit seasons two and three of The Witcher before the first one even released, I think it was. Like, Netflix is known for greenlighting multiple seasons of a show. So I don't see this as a big surprise. What I, The reason I find it so peculiar is because John Show got hurt and production on season one has been halted for the longest time. I think even months before COVID-19 broke out and the whole stop in the, in the movie production business stopped, um, the production in, in Cabo Bebop hadn't picked back up, in my understanding, right? As far as I know, yeah. So, so, so on one end, yes, I want as much Cowboy Bebop as you can give me, but at the same time, I haven't seen anything from season one. I have not seen a still of any of the characters, though I love the cast in its entirety. I think we've covered this in great length in other episodes, um, that were especially on the Cowboy Bebop episode, that we were really excited about the cast. Mustafa Shakir as Jet, um, Daniela Panetta as Faye Valentine, John Show as Spike is a fantastic casting, and Alex Hazel as um, Vicious. So I, I'm really excited to see where they go from here. Um, but more than anything, Isaac, I think more than hearing that they're going to do a second season on it, I just want to see a picture of my characters. That's where I'm at. Show me a still of Spike in the Spike getup. Show me a picture of how the Cowboy Bebop spaceship is going to look like. Um, show me a picture of Faye Valentine. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and, and, and I I think with what we've seen, especially with with um with The Witcher, which to me was a fantastic show. Very over the top timeline games though. <laughs> but I think overall the Witcher was phenomenal. With watching The Witcher, um, with Castlevania, now with B stars like Netflix has a good has done a very good job in Alter Carbon has been pretty good with original content. So they know how to produce a very good sci-fi heavy production. Um, because Alter Carbon is very, I don't know if you've seen clips of it. Alter Carbon feels like a modern take on Blade Runner in terms of its aesthetic. So they do a very good job of building that kind of world. Um but yeah, I just want to see stills. At this point, I don't want to see any more news. I don't want you to tell me. You can tell me you're going to make five seasons of it. I don't care. Show me a picture. And no, you showing me a video of Ein, the data-filled dog, eating food, no matter how cute he is, is not enough. Um, that's how I feel. How do you feel, Isaac? I'm pretty much on the same page as you. Which character do you want to see? Like, do you want them to show Faye? Do you want them to show Spike? Do you want them to see? Do you want to see like a storyboard where you see the beep up? Like, what do you want to see? Insert uh, Gary Oldman every one line meme. <laughs> what do you mean every everyone? Exactly. That, is, that is such a great movie, isn't it? The Professional. Yeah. Dude, I love that's what that's like. Isn't it called Leon? Well, in your in your neck of the woods, yes. When it came up, when it came out in the states, it was called a professional. Okay. Yeah, in in Europe, it was known as Leon the professional. Yeah. But what a fantastic movie, man! That's like one of my favorite movies, and I love that it ends with a song from Sting. That's a plus for me. <laughs> that's a, that's a thing. That's wow. You couldn't help yourself, could you? Nope. That's actually one of my favorite Gary Oldman performances, too. Like, he's phenomenal in that movie. Like, awesome. 
he's pretty much phenomenal in uh, racing. Well, then you have Dracula. So he's um, good in that too. <laughs> Blah. Okay. <laughs> this has been an awesome episode, dude. Yeah. Love talking B stars with you. Love. I always love talking anime with you, bro. Yeah, um, even uh, even if it uh, when it is Fire Emblem. And I hate it now. So, <laughs> so guys, this is this has been episode three of season two of the Amateur Taco Podcast. We've had a blast talking about B stars. Um, let us know what you want us to cover next. We actually have a great schedule of awesome movies and t- and anime series that we're going to be covering we're finally covering sword art online i'm really excited about that and isaac is very ecstatic (laughs) but yeah we're gonna do we actually made the commitment of getting in the sword art online business because as we all know us sao fans out there like myself um july marks the month where the final season of the series of Sword Art Online, Alicization, War of the Underworld, starts. It was supposed to come out in April, but it got delayed um, because of COVID-19. Um, I hope everybody's staying safe and good out there and keeping healthy um, and taking care of yourself and social distancing and all that good stuff. Um, stay home, watch anime. Um, so they they it got delayed to july so in july is when the last season is going to start so we're actually going to cover the entirety of the sword Art online library up to ordinal scale before elicitation happens before the season starts so we're really excited to talk anime with you guys we're going to fit in other movies and stuff in the middle but it's going to be a very sword art online heavy couple of months so if you're a sword art online fan this is the great time to join us at the Amateur Talk Podcast. If you've never seen Sword Art, this is going to be the great time to find out what this show is, why it's been so popular, and why I love it. And we'll find out how Isaac feels about it, too. So we're really excited to cover these things with you guys. But more importantly, tell us what you think. Tell us what you want us to cover at the Amateur Talk Podcast. This show is nothing without the people that take the time to listen to it. Um, I'm really pumped with everyone's reaction for our commentary track on the end of Evangelion, which is almost at 20 listens, which to me is bananas. (laughs) Um, So we might do more commentary tracks if you guys like that stuff, especially commentary tracks where Isaac makes fun of me because I'm losing my mind. Oh, buddy. We might have to do that. You know what? I'm going to say it, Isaac. If you guys really like <laughs> the commentary track for End of Evangelion and you keep supporting the show, I think we're, I think, Isaac, I think it would be a good idea. We can do a commentary track on the Fire Emblem. Nah, we can do something way worse. And that's why I hate you. So we'll figure it out. I think I think the I think what I'm trying to say is that if you guys got if you guys want more commentary tracks, give us suggestions because Isaac will always find something good enough for me to be tortured by. But if there's other anime shows that you guys want us to cover, any anime movies, any kind of animation, doesn't have to be anime that you think that is worthwhile to watch. Let us know. We would like to cover on the show, make you happy, share with the world so other people can learn to see or find out about the things that you guys love just as much as we love it. And we can all join together to talk about the things we love because that's what the amateur taku is. About talking about the anime and the shows that we love. And yeah, that's what the amateur taku is. So Isaac, let's do a couple of plugs and head out. Where can we find you, my brother? You can find me over at Emblemaniac with a C on Twitter. You can find my work at Roman Entertainment and you can find our Instagram on Amateur and Taco with the same handle. And you can you, know, you can also find me on Instagram at Emblemaniac. I think it's night today. Don't often use my Instagram, to be perfectly honest, but you can find me there too. 
And you can find me at Scarlet at I forgot my Twitter. And you can find me at the Scarlet Fan 52 on Twitter. And you can send us messages, suggestions onto our Twitter page at Amateur Otaku Pod, or you can send us suggestions to our email, amateur otaku rtf at gmail.com. Thank you for joining us at the Amateur Otaku Podcast. Peace. Have an awesome. Thank you.